Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today you'll be hearing Christy Pelletary Reynolds' Song of the Soul. Christy's resolution for this year is to say yes, to open herself to experience. She'll be heading to Thailand this coming year for three months of training in Thai massage, though she currently works as a social worker helping ex-prisoners transition to community life. Raised ELCA Lutheran, she hasn't felt at home in organized religion, but has found deep spiritual value in music, in her massage work, and in nature. Christy, I'm so glad to have you for Song of the Soul. Hi, Mark. I'm glad to be here, too. Why do you come here each week? I travel here for work and also to visit my friends. I stay here once a week overnight after I'm done with my long work day. I usually work a good 12-hour day on Wednesdays, and it allows me time to unwind with some good friends that I have here, and then I get up and go for it again the next day. What is your work? Social work. I work in the corrections field. I work with people in this community that have a past in corrections. Usually they've been in prison for quite a many years, and I work to integrate them back into the community. Well, that's one of the jobs you do or are working towards doing. You're working towards becoming a massage therapist, too, or are you just working in different fields of massage? I will actually be graduating from my massage therapy training course in Wausau this June, June 6th. I am going to be of the proud class of 666 (laughs) that we all find quite hilarious. We're the devil class. 
My intentions are within approximately a month, I would like to take my national exams, state exams, get those out of the way and be nationally certified. And I've recently put in a request at my current full-time position for leave of three months next January, February, and March to study in Thailand with Thai massage. As you were commenting about being in the class of 666, it's pretty clear to me that you don't take the idea of the devil and 666 very seriously. And you keep laughing as I speak. So I think I must have hit this right on the head. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's all in fun. And yeah, I, I take it very lightly. I, I don't really believe that there's a, a hell beyond where we live right now. Well, you don't seem very attached to the idea of hell and the devil and that kind of thing. Were you raised with those kind of ideas growing up? Yeah, as a Lutheran, brought up Lutheran, we definitely were raised to believe in a, a hell and a heaven. But I, I guess I just didn't like the whole scare factor of it all. I never really took well to organized religion because of that. And I fought it tooth and nail all the way through all the Wednesday night classes and the Sunday classes that I was forced to attend and usually could get out of some of those Sundays by being in plenty of sports. But otherwise, my parents were very diligent and strongly suggesting that I attend or I could choose to be grounded or, or whatnot. <laughs> I think that the church you were connected with was ELCA Lutheran because they do at least now have female ministers. My sense is that ELCA Lutheran are not real big on bashing people with hellfire and brimstone. Is that the kind of thing you did hear about, or is it just kind of part of the background? I guess I did hear about that. I mean, when I was growing up, we had three male pastors that I can remember, two that were very old and maybe a little more conservative than the pastors that are there now. And from what my parents tell me now, too, they've they've actually invited me to come back and attend at some time with them. They've said that there's been quite a few changes. There's a female pastor. There's a lot more people volunteering musically, and they just said it's a lot more fun, and they think I would enjoy it more because they know I like the music part, just not all the preaching. When you said you didn't like organized religion, what do you mean by organized? What What's the part of organized that bothers you? Considering that you have just told me today before we started talking here that you organize your day very carefully to be very productive, to be very goal-oriented. It doesn't seem like organization is something you object to specifically. No, I guess I just have never taken to religion that's organized as a group where you need to attend each Sunday or Saturday or whatever it may be and give 10% or 20% of your income or whatever it may be and those sort of things. I guess they make me feel uncomfortable or forced. Do you think of yourself as a spiritual person? Spiritual, yes. I guess more spiritual than religious because I don't attach myself to a building. And I think a lot of people are turning down that road, it seems. I meet more and more people that don't really attend a specific building or are part of a, a group that way. And that's kind of where I feel. I feel like I kind of don't fit the mold of many of the churches that are near us. But I am interested in, in, I guess, trying a couple of new places. I actually just looked up some churches in Merrill, where I live now, and found one Unitarian church that is right in town on, on the main street. So I think I may try and attend a service there and, and see what it's all about. One thing that you did mention you liked was music, and so it's pretty natural that you're here on Song of the Soul. If you had to express something that's fundamental to your spirituality, 
is music part of that? Is nature part of that? What's, what are the things that are integral to your spirituality? And are they things that you share with your husband, Nelson? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> music, definitely. As I was telling you before, a lot of the, like when I'd come back and go to a service randomly, it would be um, like an 11 o'clock church service at Christmas time. The main reason was the lighting. Um, it was much more subdued. And it was mostly um, singing and interacting in that manner and not being preached at, which I enjoy. I actually was in the church choir as a child, so I've always enjoyed singing and being a part of things that way. As far as my spirituality now goes, yeah, I, I usually, like, I take walks. There's a mountain near us called Rib Mountain. I like to take walks up that mountain in the wintertime. Sometimes I will even just bring a book and a little bit of water and maybe sit up and meditate for a while or just enjoy my surroundings and nature. The birds are music to me, too. Let's turn to your music right now, Christy. We'll start right off with Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones and a song called Stomping Grounds. Why this song? Why Bella Fleck? What's this music got to do with your spiritual journey, your song of your soul? Bella Fleck was um, actually this album my husband shared with me, my now husband shared with me when we were first dating, and I was attending school at Stevens Point. I just really took a liking to it. He's a banjo player, and Bela Fleck is a banjo player, an excellent banjo player, I might add. So I just really enjoy the music. And this song just puts a smile on my face when I'm driving down the road and I'm 400 miles away from my husband, and I can think about him and have a nice day. <laughs> you said this is a banjo. Your husband plays banjo. Are you an instrument player yourself? I played piano growing up all through grade school, junior high, into high school, then struggled because I really wanted to play guitar, and my mother really wanted me to keep playing piano, and so I just quit playing piano, and then later on bought a guitar for myself and took lessons, and wasn't that good at it, <laughs> but it was fun anyways, and I still just kind of play around on it. It's nice to just play around, and drums. I like drums a lot. They're fun. In the summertime, we usually go see a lot of bluegrass shows. Then maybe there might be like a drum circle or something late in the evening when everyone's done playing string instruments. That's very fun, too. It's a bringing together a real communal type feeling, too, of, of people connecting. Let's turn to some of the kind of music you like, music you got through your husband. The song is Stomping Grounds. The band is Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones.
Don't you wish you could play banjo like that? Hell yeah. <laughs> I do. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And my husband amazes me too because he barely even practices and picks that banjo up and just plays it like butter. So I'm going to try and I've actually been searching for someone who would be interested in giving him some banjo lessons that I would like to purchase for him so that he has someone else to play with. There's not a lot of banjo players out there, few and far between. Let's turn to your next song. When you were talking about these musical get-togethers, you talked of something like a hippie gathering. Are you a hippie chick of the next generation? What kind of adjectives can you use to describe yourself, the kind of characteristic of your outlook and lifestyle? Bright. <laughs> the outlook is bright and scintillating and wonderful. And actually, my parents used to always call me their child of the 60s. They thought I shouldn't have been born in 76, but much earlier. I guess I kind of fit into that mold, I guess you could call it. And that's the way I like to be. Keep things open-minded and try new things. And my resolution this year is to say yes to anything that's not illegal. And uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm trying to, I guess, release any kind of fear that I have that's keeping me from doing things. So I want to just be free and try things. And I mean, it's kind of a big step for me to be planning this trip overseas too. It'll be the first time that I've traveled overseas and by myself. That leads pretty naturally into the next song that you've chosen by the Indigo Girls. It's called Get Out the Map. Why this song? Why in your life? What's this got to say about your spirit? I am a free spirit, and this song sings to me because I like to just get out the map and randomly pick a point and just go there and just have that time to myself to travel and learn and meet people and take my time and not have to worry about getting from A to B in 6.2 hours and not being able to stop at the wayside and talk to the farmer down the road and all those kind of good things. So I like to take my time when I travel and this song reminded me of 
a good friend of mine from college who I traveled with for a little over a month, and that's exactly what we did. It was our first big road trip in the States, and we got out a map one night at about midnight and said, I think we should go to Memphis. Okay, let's go. Hopped in the car and left, and the trip unfolded from there. And we hit a lot of the Midwest, made it down to New Orleans, and listened to some excellent music down there. Met many people. Um, actually, I met a lot of homeless people, too. I talked to a lot of homeless people on the boardwalk and young kids, young, young kids, 17, 18 years old. Surprised me. Traveled along the coast all the way over to Florida, where we stayed for a while on the beaches, which was nice, and then traveled to the Bahamas because we wanted to get closer to the Rastas. So I love Rasta music. Yeah, and then we traveled back up the East Coast, so it was quite a trip. Got to meet a lot of different kinds of people. A lot of people would say that that doesn't sound like a very safe thing to do, that there's a lot of risk. You're running into homeless people, and who knows what scam they want to run on you or that kind of thing. Were you afraid during this time? No, I was not afraid. I guess looking back, sometimes I'm like, woo, I was a little crazy. (laughs) But... But when you're young and you have no fear, you just do things and you meet people. And I think if you have that confidence and are true and real with your intentions and honest with people, I kind of feel like that's why it came back to me. I had no bad experiences. It was all very good experiences and people were very kind to us the entire trip. Do you have any other specific connections with this song, Get Out the Map or with the Indigo Girls? Are they one of the groups that you turn to much? They're obviously two very plucky women. Actually, I haven't listened to them for a long time, and I was looking through my CDs trying to figure out what to bring to you, and it inspired me to start listening again, and probably been listening to them since I was 13. You know that song, Closer to Fine? That was one of the first ones I heard by them that I really liked. Well, let's tune in, listen to the Indigo Girls. The song is Get Out the Map. Africa, 
I didn't ask you, Christy, are you a singer in addition to the piano and the guitar and stuff like that? The Indigo Girls do such amazing vocals. Don't you want to be in like the third Indigo Girl or something? In fact, I am in my mind. When I'm traveling down the road, I'm screaming out those lyrics and I'm part of the band. Yeah. I've got backstage passes. Every gig, every show, I'm there. Well, let's turn to another type of music that you said you like. Bob Marley is the guy and Rastafarian. Have you ever had dreadlocks? Never had dreadlocks. I don't care for the ratty stinkiness of them. And as a white girl with blonde hair, um, turning brownish gray, uh, (laughs) straight, very straight. No, that, that would not work for my hair. What do the Rastas actually believe? Is there anything in their beliefs that you particularly connect with? I guess I just connect with the whole happiness and unity that they try to convey, I guess, in their music. A unity of all people being connected in some way. Um, And I see that in the heart. People are connected by heart, no matter what their background or race or where they live. One of the first groups that I had the experience of them actually playing in uh, the, the communal home that I lived in, in Madison, we did a fundraiser and they were a reggae group. And I just caught on from that. I really started getting into the music, and I like the whole idea of helping other people and raising money for a good cause. So I enjoyed the Rastas, and when I went down to the Bahamas, they were awesome. All the Rastas were super cool. Very nice. The song that you picked out is One Love, People Get Ready. Did you pick this out because of lyrics that are involved in there? One Love, One Heart. So it's... Again, that kind of unity feeling that I like to convey is that we're all of one heart. Let's listen to Bob Marley. Song is One Love, People Get Ready. Fight this holy 
I connect Rastafarians with smoking pot and that kind of stuff. Is that a plus or a minus from your point of view? Actually, I'm not against people smoking pot. I think if they want to choose to do that, you know, that's fine. I guess I know a lot of people that choose to smoke marijuana and lead very productive lifestyles, so it doesn't bother me. Well, let's start talking about the next song you picked out for your fourth song. This version is performed by Iron Horse. It's called Float On. Is this a, a truly Christy song, Float On? Yes, it's one of those songs that's kind of like, uh, don't be uptight and just shit happens and you just got to kind of go with the flow and it's okay. Bad things happen. It's okay. That happens. You move on. You just keep plugging away through life. Life happens. You learn from the good things, you learn from the bad things. But as long as you're learning from your life experiences, that's all that matters. That's the way I live. Is there any time in the summer when you're actually at home? Aren't you out following the bands wherever they are? Yes, I am following the bands quite a bit. But actually, this summer, I'm planning on staying home a bit more to work on our house. But last summer, nearly every weekend, my husband and I packed up every Friday, sometimes Thursdays. went camping and saw all kinds of different musical bluegrass bands and, I guess, more eclectic-type bands, folk bands, all different kinds of music. And I saw Taj Mahal up at the Big Top Chautauqua. You know, I just had the thought, maybe you could have stayed a Lutheran if some of their music was actually danceable. But I don't think any of the hymns are danceable. That is absolutely true. And the one thing that really bothers me when I go places, and even just a musical show, like there's this place called the Grand Theater in Wassa where we attend shows. I'm going to see John Prine next Monday. It's going to be really fun. And I'm very excited, but the only thing I don't like about the Grand Theater, the acoustics are amazing, but they're very uptight about dancing. So I always make sure to get back row tickets so that I can get up and jam, dance, do that kind of stuff. Because in the front, they get a little uptight about that. And I don't really enjoy uptightness. I would like to enjoy the music. I'd like to cut loose a little and dance, and I don't like trying to hold it all in the entire time. There are evangelical churches and that kind of thing, I think, where you can get up and move to the music, and that's perfectly okay. Have you ever tried out those kind of churches, see if that kind of music and environment fits? I have not. So, yes, I will try it. I am open. I've just started, like I said, in the last couple of weeks, actually looking to see if there's another place that I could try and attend. Well, let's listen here to Iron Horse. They're performing a song. It's by Modest Mouse, but the song is... Float on.
news will work its way to all them plans. We both got fired on exactly the same day. Well, we'll float on good news is on the way. number five for your song of the soul christy paul simon is a favorite of mine the very first album that i ever bought actually was by simon and garfunkel it was sounds of silence so you bringing in paul simon here is definitely connection with my path you picked out late in the evening are you a night girl not so much anymore i guess more in the summertime but I used to be, and I guess I kind of correlate or the song kind of parallels with my life at an earlier time in my you know early 20s. And actually reminds me a lot of a summer that I spent working on the lake in Tomahawk. We'd get done with our shifts, you know, and at the bar and hang out with the locals and play Paul Simon. And a friend of ours would come up with his trombone and jam out, get the drums out, all that kind of good stuff. And just have a good time late in the evening. Did you have a wild youth were you footloose and fancy free all through those whatever college years at least? Yep. Pretty footloose, pretty crazy. Yeah, I think I've finally started kind of slowing down, I guess, being a little more sensible. So <laughs> Right, right. And now I have brownish gray hair, so um. <laughs> Yeah. I was pretty crazy. Do you have regrets? Do you think that you made mistakes because you were what you were? Nope, no regrets. Never regret. Actually, in between colleges, I had gotten pregnant by someone other than my husband. I wasn't even dating Nelson at that time. And he was not interested in continuing the relationship or being a father. I was kind of left with the decision on my plate. And I searched out information from both sides of the story, I guess. and wanted to fill up my book with answers from everyone and then make my choice and decided to go an open adoption route. She will be eight in July, July 8th. She's a sparkle in my eye. 
And I'm very happy that I went that route. And I'm lucky to have had the option of finding the people that I wanted to take care of her. Had you considered abortion as an alternative? Definitely. I looked at every option. I actually even had an appointment set up to get an abortion and decided it was not right for me, that I couldn't live with that choice. So I decided to go a different route and wasn't quite sure. I guess I planned everything and interviewed people and picked my family and all that good stuff, but still wasn't quite sure if I'd changed my mind at the end because you always have that option of keeping your baby. I decided to give her up for this family. I think she has a lot more opportunities that way. And she has two siblings, a brother and a sister, who are also adopted that she can relate well with and loving parents that have actually given her quite a few opportunities. So it makes me feel good. Does that mean it was relatively easy for you to go through this whole process? No, I, I think it was really difficult, actually. The caring of the child was not difficult. That was very exciting and something new, and I'm glad that I had the experience. I really enjoy it because I don't know if I'll have any children of my own, so I'm glad that I had that experience. I guess it was more difficult when I look back for a few years afterwards. I think I was depressed and mentally anguished by it, but I just grew away from that and keep in touch with the family and keep in touch with her, and it makes me feel like it was the right thing to do. I've wandered a little bit from our central subject, but it was late in the evening. That's probably where this whole thing got started. We'll listen to Paul Simon. Late in the evening is the song. And I turned my amp up loud and 
strikes me that you're a woman who knows and chooses her own mind. I'm telling you that that's the reason you must have picked the next song, I Won't Back Down, by Tom Petty. Has this been an issue? Have you really had to put your foot down? Have you had to learn to find your own voice? I think I've always been a person to be different, I guess. My parents have always strongly suggested things to me, and I've always politely declined. (laughs) Um, I don't know whether it was an outward appearance, how I chose to dress, what I wanted to be involved in. We were just kind of on a different page. So I guess, yeah, it's been a struggle with me, but I think that's good too. And it's made me who I am today. So I appreciate, I appreciate that. Let's listen here to I Won't Back Down. It's by Tom Petty.
you picked out the next song. It's a little bit slower tempo than the rest of the music that you've made. You're not a, a slow dance type of girl, are you? You really move, right? Yes, I like to sweat. <laughs> I like to dance. I like to move. But I do enjoy this next song a lot because of the beautiful guitar. The guitar just sings to me. You're a massage therapist, at least part-time here. Do you use this in your massage therapy sessions? Are you the kind of person who plays that kind of background music? Absolutely. I love it. I play this. I play pretty much anything. Sometimes some of this music gets a little bit fast, and I find myself working a little too quickly. But as long as I'm mindful of my movements, I can play pretty much anything, and my customers, patients, don't seem to mind it at all. They actually think it's very nice, soothing. Is massage for you job, or is it work, or is it life? What part does it play for you in the overview? Massage is life to me. I hope to eventually someday have a massage practice as a, a full-time job, but um, more of a lifestyle. I like to live the life and practice what I preach, I guess, when I have patients you know, that come to me with their, their ailments and different needs and chronic pain and those kind of things. You know, I make suggestions not just about their muscles, but the whole body, mind, and, and spirit, and suggestions for their whole life and changes that they can make and address the person as a whole. I like to be a good example for that. So, yeah, I look at massage as a, a lifestyle. Let's listen to some of the music that Christy would use playing in her sessions while she does massage therapy. This is Annika by B-Tribe. Thank you. 
It's been so much fun talking to you and just getting to hear you and your music. Thanks for taking the time while you're in here, Eau Claire, from your visit from far away Wausau. Keep the good vibrations going back there in Wausau, and I'll look forward to seeing you in future weeks. Yaman, good vibrations to you as well. Peace, love, and happiness. You've been listening to a Song of the Soul interview with Christy Pelletary Reynolds. You can hear this program again via my website, northernspiritradio.org, where you can also find a list of music in this program and other links and programs I've done. Song of the Soul is produced by Mark Helpsmeet. If you'd like to share your Song of the Soul with the listeners of WHYS-FM radio, please contact me via my email address, helpsmeet at usa.net. That's H-E-L-P-S-M-E-E-T at USA dot N-E-T. And please join me Sundays at 11 a.m. for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song of the soul.